Hi, I'm Renelle Golden, and you're listening to the Movie Making Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Atlas VPN. Today we are here with Fatima Hai, and she is a filmmaker that does it all. Writer, director, producer, and editor. How are you doing today, and did I say your name close to right? Yes, I'm doing good, and yes, I, I think you did a great job saying oh, my name. Okay, all right. That's awesome, then. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm always like thrilled to talk to other female filmmakers because... You know, we're still kind of a minority and to see people that are out there and actually making content, it's very inspiring to me and gets me very excited. What yeah. got you into filmmaking? Where did your journey start? So I kind of came into filmmaking late because it's not like I wasn't one of those kids who's like, I want to be a filmmaker from when I was five. Um, I just loved all the art. So when I was a kid, I just read a lot of books. I was a to books and so oh, I wanted to be a writer cool. naturally yeah yeah and, and so and then so when I was like a teenager I got really into music and then for a while I wanted to do that and then I guess towards you know just several years ago I just kind of it was like a lost dream where I was like oh yeah in high school I started like a multimedia a club what multimedia meant at that time which wasn't internet stuff it was like just all the different you know media and so I was like oh that's so cool because in filmmaking as you know you you can combine everything so you can you it's just a natural fit and a good a natural journey were you always a storyteller like even from a young age were you always telling stories and then eventually became the screenwriter that you are today Oh, yeah. I actually forgot about that. But yeah, as a kid, well, of course, I was very imaginative in my own head and all that stuff. But I was the kind of kid who would put on plays with my siblings and, you know, we'd do the little presentations and dramatize wow. things and act things out. And yeah, just constantly making stuff and creating stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Did you get a camera when you were young or you do like stage plays for your family? And Yeah, no, it, that's what I mean. Like, it, it's not like I had a camcorder. So that's why the film thing was just, it was a nice, um, you know, way to pull everything together. But when I was a kid, it was just, you know, we'd read aloud for books, dramatize, and it was more of just theatrical stuff. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. If I had a big family, I would totally have been torturing them <laughs> with yeah. like, here, watch my little play I made. And, yeah, uh, exactly. I was, I, I used to always gather like the neighborhood kids around and I would tell stories to them. And when my daughter was little, all of the kids would come over to our house. Like I had all the latchkey kids when I was raising mine because I started my career pretty late in my early 40s. And mm -hmm. they would come over and be like, you know, Miss Renell, tell us a story. And you know, I just, I loved telling stories. So this became a natural kind of evolution for me to become a writer of all yeah, things. I, I know never really dreamed. I know what you mean because even till now, like all my like little nephews and you know nieces, like I'm the I'm the aunt who does the voices and stuff. Cool and even even with my own kids, like I was always the mom who would like read in those voices and dramatize things. So yeah. Oh, I love natural. that. I love it. So when did you realize I'm gonna make a uh, a film. What was your first film? So I was actually living overseas for a couple of years. It was in Jordan and I was near the 
uh, you know, Jerusalem. So I took a day trip there and I was just kind of reflecting on the parallels between the three Abrahamic faiths. So that was the first thing that I made. It was very natural for me to just do that. Like I borrowed someone's camcorder and took a day trip and I went to the three religious sites. Oh, wow. And, and then, you know, I had come back and I was back at school. And um, so, yeah, that, that was the first thing I did was a piece of video art. And wow. it just kind of combines those pieces. Oh, that's that's very cool. So the first piece sounds like it was kind of meaningful, like it had a message or like a spiritual journey or something. Yeah, one of the the one of the professors at U of H that saw it, he said it reminded him of Eisenstein because of the the way that I would cut it and uh, just like the pattern and stuff. So it was it was non narrative, so it was just like sights and sounds. I got like this truck oh, that I, I got permission to use, and so I laid that as the basis, and then the rest is just like spliced oh, wow. together. Wow. What was your first story that you wrote, your first screenplay? So the first narrative that I actually wrote was actually, it was very short. It was called uh, A Chemist. So mm -hmm. it was like, again, I started very experimental and like right. video art style. And so this was still in that vein. It took me a while to get like much more, you could say, on the narrative side. So yeah. a chemist was more about the, exploring the idea of, you know, meds for people's like mood swings and personality. And like, does oh. it really change you or not? You know, so that was we didn't really in five minutes, you know, we didn't answer the question, but it was a couple and it was That's shot in black and white and kind of more industrial style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's kind of cool, though. Your background's pretty diverse for the things that you studied. Did I see psychology in your bio? Yeah. So that was just as a minor. I mean, it's something that was always interesting to me. So I yeah. chose it as a minor. And I actually didn't major in film or, or media production. I did minor in that, too. So oh, wow. my major was philosophy. So oh, I've always been cool. like reading and a lot of the films that I make have that philosophical bent where it's like, huh, if you took medication, yeah, mood swings, would it change, you know, the essence of who you are? Kind who of you thing? are. Yeah. And so you were able to draw on a lot of different like your education to kind of inspire you in that film. And then most recently, you've actually done an anthology with filmmakers around the country. So the anthology, that's funny because, um, so I wrote all three pieces of the anthology and oh, wow. I directed all of it and I produced it. So what I did do that's though, cool. is just to kind of mix it up because anthologies usually have like a variety. What I did was I hired three different cinematographers. So we did three different art styles, three different like casts. Yeah. Bring they were very down. different. When I was watching yeah. the trailer, it, it definitely, it very different. Some were like right down to how they were lit. It was interesting. Exactly. So yeah. we had different locations, different actors, and just a different art direction for each one. And then so the cinematographers, obviously their equipment, their cameras and stuff, and their lighting styles, you could see the, the reflection of that. The and difference. Dread Central actually put the trailer up and a little write-up for us. Yay! Uh, That's very cool. It was cool. That is so, so cool. How did you pick like your your cinematographers? Like how did you, how did you find them? Oh, well, I just went to like three of the top cinematographers in Houston that I knew oh, okay. that I worked with before. So Jason Casillas, he's one of the people that I've actually worked with a couple of times. I yeah. worked with him on a feature called Animalium. That was the first time we worked together. And then we did wow. my first feature, which was called Abortifacient, but okay. it was released as Coming to Term. 
So we did that together. And then, so I knew of him, I knew about Carrie Ann Parker. So I knew about her. We worked on a, a shorter project before that. And I knew about her from other filmmakers in town. Oh, that's like cool. And so, and then um, Rob Nielsen, um, we'd actually talked about working together for a couple of years, but, you know, we just never had the right opportunity. So it was great. Like I had a short that was, you know, it was a good fit. So that is kind of cool. You didn't film all of those in Houston. You filmed, I look like around the country. So how'd you pick where you're going to film? No, no, we shot it all in you Houston. You shot all of it in Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I totally got that wrong. I, I was like, I mean, I'm glad that? that it looks that way, but it, <laughs> but it was just, it was just different locations. So we just chose okay. you know, what would reflect that piece for itself. The last one, which is more of like, like a Gothic fairy tale style. Mm-hmm. So we actually got permission from a historical society to shoot. It was an Alvin. Um, and it's like a historical house and, you know, they gave us permission to shoot there. So, that oh, was- that's neat. Wow. Wow. So as a filmmaker, what, what has been like some of your biggest challenges kind of um, breaking into this industry and, and getting your work made? Well, obviously, when you're starting out, you're you don't have a name and you don't have, you know, most of us aren't rich. So um, it's just it's just getting getting funds because money does talk. I mean, if you have a lot of money, you put a package together, you're going to get people to work with you. Um, So the challenge is if you don't have money, how can you convince people to to work with you? And I've been pretty fortunate because I think that my ideas are interesting enough that there are people who are like, oh, that sounds interesting. They get more interested. They're willing to work on what you're doing because it's just more of a challenge or it's just creative and stuff uh, rather than just something that, you know, is maybe more or just conventional or, or it just doesn't excite people so then they'd be more focused on well how much would you pay me and stuff here it's like people were willing to take pay cuts just because for example a lot of them you know work commercially um and so like they're earning their living that way and it was like they're more bad. of a side project for them it's yeah. like okay, on the weekend i can um do this for you for yeah yeah so yeah. That was- i get that too sometimes I'm, I'm pretty blessed where like the the people i'm working with do have their their bread and butter and we can do projects that are what I call my labors of love. Like they're, yes. they're passion projects that uh, we want to do on the side. I don't do that often anymore, but Oh God, if I could do it every weekend, I would because I just constantly want to be telling stories, but you can get pretty lucky. It is, it is hard, but there's always a way, but you're right. Money talks. If you want to do a bigger project, The best kind of gift to give a loved one is the gift of security. Atlas VPN is offering podcast listeners 86% off their two-year VPN subscription. That's less than $2 a month to make sure your family's personal data is securely protected on all their devices. On top of that, you can get an additional six free months of service when you purchase in time for Christmas. Now you can utilize all that Atlas VPN has to offer, like their next-gen encryption, safe browse technology, and data breach monitoring. Keep your loved ones protected from cyber threats this holiday season. Go to get.atlasvpn.com forward slash movie making pod. That's get.atlasvpn.com slash movie making pod to get 86% off today. What would you tell people that, you know, are looking to get into this industry? 
Well, I mean, it's not like I've made it yet, so I I don't have the answer. And I'm sure everyone's You've done a lot, it. though. I mean, you have quite a few <laughs> um, credits and a, and a lot going on. It looks yeah, like- it, it's pretty good. It's just um, you know, and I'm sure you've heard this and and can attest to it. But you know, everyone's journey is different, so it's like yeah. they start here, and there are people who didn't even want to be in film and they ended up there. You know, oh so, my god, I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know some of the people that I I look up to that I've heard their stories. I'm like, wow, that's how you started. It's like completely even unrelated sometimes. What I normally tell people is just, this is what makes sense to me. It's like, start small. So the first thing I did was like that three minute experimental, you know, short and work with what you have. If you have good ideas and you you try to treat yourself and the people that you work with professionally and seriously, um, then they do start taking you seriously. Now, again, I haven't totally like crossed over to where, you know, I can get like a producer or, you know, a studio or anything like that. But just it's just slow and steady. So it's yeah. like, start with like a three minute short, make it like I made that for 20 bucks, you know? Yeah. So then you go on the bigger one. It's like 10 minutes for like a hundred dollars. You have to just give people like a little bit of cash in their hand. Um, and it doesn't take too much time. Right. And then you keep yeah. expanding, you know, then we did the first kind of featurette we did was like a road trip movie, Animalium. Oh. That was like $3,000. I did it out of like my savings and we just, just did it over like a weekend. That one we did kind of drive around the different cities for. Oh, that's cool. And, what, you know, was that a fictional, like a narrative or? Yeah, like it's a narrative. Or? It's a philosophical road trip where two brothers are taking a trip through Texas and they're discussing morality. So one of them oh, thinks wow. it's okay to kill people and the other one doesn't. It's like, wow. He's, he's more conventional about, you know, morality. So he's like the everyman. And oh they just God, kind of debate this back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So when did you make that? So that was um, uh, officially on IMDb. It's like published to 2017. Okay. And then, um, you know, it's on like Tubi and Apple TV and stuff now. So if you, cool. if you, yeah, if, if you make something kind of semi-interesting and it's not too bad, it's not hard. I mean, if you go to like Film Hub and stuff, you can, you know, have yeah. access. It, you might not get, you know, they have to choose you too, you know, so it's not like right, like, right. To Apple TV. That's they, true. They it up, which was good. Um, but but there are ways to do stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite genre that you you lean towards that you've been working in? I mean, it's basically art house. So it's it's okay. kind of I I always say art house slash genre. So yeah. it's it's a little bit more genre than the typical art films. But then if you say it's a, it's a genre film, it's like people are expecting more like blood and gore and spatter, and it's like yeah. I don't do a lot of that. It's like the horror it would be much more subtle you know so even like the the anthology we just did it's called cryptic triptych yeah so um it's you know three pieces and yeah they're a little bit chilling or maybe weird or something but it's not gonna like give anyone i don't think it'll give anyone nightmares or we'll you know. be able to sleep <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome do you have plans for your next project Oh yeah, of course. I always have. So I always have like too many ideas. I have like a hundred things written down and it would would take me a lifetime to, to, to make everything. So the next thing I'm trying to develop right now is, um, it's a mathematical biopic called Aleph. And, um, so I'm trying to get that together. (laughs) Yeah. So mathematical. So is is math a big part of your character's life or how you tell your story? Yeah, it it is actually a mathematician. So he discovered that like there were, he did a because I, you know, I took philosophy, I did logic and stuff. So we came across this character, and and you know, he's very intriguing. His life stories. This is it's really fascinating. But the way I'll do it is 
kind of not a typical biopic because again it's me making it so i want it to be more like artistic and a little more conceptual that's, and things that's like that. awesome that's so cool how could people find you if they they want to learn more about you or hire you or you know just know where you're at oh i'm all over the place like you could just google my name and everything will come up i mean i'm on all a lot of social media platforms. I have my website, which is blackrevel.com, R-E-V-E-L-V, like um, Victor. So yeah, that's the company name I use. Black. I love that name. It's very powerful. Thank you. I liked it because I like the, you know, it sounds a little bit like Revel, like Revolution. Revel, Revel. All Rebel, yeah, exactly. All that. I actually was thinking of just calling it Revel Productions when I first started, but um, that's too short. I couldn't get the the domain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah let me just give it a twist. So well, like, adding black to it, it's like intense. It's powerful. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. I like it. I thought it was Revelry. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, awesome. Uh, do you have a dream project? Like that I do, big one you're working towards? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I have like two that I think would be great like that our future so the more i guess the more maybe feasible one after a life would be one about i actually want to do one because i love vampire movies so this is great because it's like near halloween but but they've been done to death and so there's just so many different ways of doing it so i want to make one that's very very artistic and kind of sit in the fashion world and where it has to be with a person changing a lot so i want one actor that can physically change and we can mess with the way he looks and stuff like that. Oh, and it's hey. a little bit more like a uh, emotional vampire type thing. It's like, it's surreal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd like that space for that. I love vampires and I'm, I'm kind of over zombies. So I really hope they yeah. bring back vampires. <laughs> yeah. I never got that into the zombie thing. I mean, I liked a few of them, but it was, well, where it was just like there were so many of them coming out that one year or those yeah. couple of years. Well, so, since the Walking Dead or something, which I loved most of those seasons, and then I'm like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just there, there's so many, and I actually wrote a vampire movie about a vampire that misses life, misses being alive, like having a wife or kids or all of that, and uh, he's kind of depressed. So. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a theme I've seen on one and on the more artistic ones, but I don't think they really talk about like the wife and kids aspect of it. There so aren't aren't many that are like telling the vampire from a um is it a human aspect? I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you know, like a full character that like has feelings and uh, I mean, I did you ever see Herzog's Nosferatu? No. So if you check that out, because Klaus Kinski, he did that one. Okay. And so they do address the issue of just how lonely it is to, yeah. to be there, you know. That's yeah. kind of what I was going with, what I wanted to do, too. Oh, so, okay, Klaus Kinski? That's the actor, and then um, the, you know, the director, Werner Herzog. So, okay, I'm going to write that down so, and check that out. Yeah, it's, it's his version of Nosferatu. I mean, it's it's still the original German one, but he adds yeah. that kind of dimension to it. That is so cool. So, so cool. Well, I have had so much fun talking to you. Is there anything you'd like to share with us before we do our final five for five questions? Uh, nothing in particular. I mean, <laughs> people can find the website and and just there's a lot of rebel.com. Yeah. And the movies, like I said, even if you just Google Fatima High and um, just type it in there, it'll, everything will pop up. Oh, very, very cool. All right. Well, then we're going to wrap up with our little traditional thing we do here with everyone I talk to. And I'm going to ask you five questions. They're just goofy. Um, as of now, there's no test. 
at the end. <laughs> um, no, for me, because I won't remember. But um, uh, whenever you're ready, I'm going to fire. Okay. okay. First question. What's your favorite food? <laughs> That's actually hard for me to answer because I'm not that into food. Like I enjoy food, but I'm not like a foodie. So oh, it depends, on the, depends on the day, you know, it's like, oh, so I like all kinds of food. I mean, I, I don't know if I had to pick one. I, I, I love, I'm like, what? My favorite fruit, <laughs> my favorite fruit is pomegranate. I think it's beautiful. Oh, it's classic, oh yeah. It's, it's just gorgeous to look at. It looks it's, like small it's little rubies to eat. Yeah. It's just, beautiful. it's not that popular around here, but when you get your hands on it, it's, it's delicious. It oh, is. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's cumbersome it's, it's to pretty. peel it and stuff. But. You know, the inside <laughs> of the fruit, don't you? I think it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. And, you know, you yeah. see it elevated in paintings and stuff, you know. So there, I think there was a Dante Gabriel Rossetti painting with a woman holding a pomegranate. Oh. It's just seared into my mind from when I was a teenager. Oh, wow. You really do know your art. I, I never would have <laughs> thought of that. How interesting. Okay. Question number two. What is something that inspires or motivates you in life? Um, again, it's just one of those everything. It depends. I just watched a movie last night, uh, Quiet On, which um, someone had recommended to me on like Reddit. Yeah. And it was amazing. And the part that was the best wasn't even the part that was like, quote unquote, scary. It was just this entire thing that they did with the arts and the oh. poetry and the sound and everything. So, I mean, everything can can inspire me i mean of course of course obviously movies but even music yeah. i just love the interplay with music and like i said visual art and that movie did a great job of pulling those threads together um, yeah. I, love, I love nature also. you love art so much that yeah. the creative process i imagine you are constantly inspired yeah i, I feel that way and and yeah. i love nature and stuff too so and, but even science even things like um the, the mathematical stuff that I was mentioning earlier. I like oh. uh I like all of it kind of. Oh wow. So when I was a teenager, I just go up and down the the library and just read like every type of thing. that is cool. So so cool. Okay. Question number three, non-film related. What is something that you have always dreamed of doing, but you haven't done yet? Oh, that's interesting. Well, this is, it's just a matter of like a material consideration, but I love to travel. Mm -hmm. um, so I love different cultures and languages and, and just trying different things. And so it, I'm usually, I'm an adjunct instructor, so I, <gasps> I get paid per class. With no benefits. Oh, so you, you kind of got to be there, right? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. So it's like, it, it, the, the good thing is I do like teaching and it does offer some flexibility. So those are the pros of the job. Yeah. But, um, but you know, every spare dime I have, I put into film. So I don't always have like to for, that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just and but I would love to do that. If I had more money, I would like take it. You know, I just over the world. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay, here's one. What is your favorite song to sing uh, when you're driving in your car? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's, that's a hard great. one. It is a hard one. So yeah. I actually can sing. I just don't really do it that often in front of people. Oh, but, um, but, um, but yeah, and I can actually mimic a lot of voices and stuff. So just oh. whatever's on the radio, I love the variety. I like people who could do different kinds of things. So yeah. for example, as a director, I really love Ang Lee. I love that he makes so many styles of film that you're just so many styles of film that you can 
you can't believe the same director directed all of those, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So you put them together and you're like, wow. He those are the best show. ones. Any genre. So I, love, um, I, I love any kind of, of songs. Um, you know, I, I love folk songs a lot. Um, but, yeah. you know, a folk rock stuff. I was a metalhead when I was. You were. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's kind of cool. I interviewed this gentleman the other day, and he was so awesome. And I think his just aired, but he started his career as a front man for a metal band. I oh, guess that yeah. means he was the lead singer and became a filmmaker. And he's done quite a few films. And I'm like, wow. Was it Rob Zombie? I mean, oh my! I want to interview him. <laughs> Can I interview him? Yeah, that would be so cool. No, it was, his yeah. name was Tony Gibson, and he's he's an up and coming filmmaker. But he started okay. in as a musician. He still is a musician, so it's it's kind of cool. Um, okay, last one, and this one's very hard for people that make movies. What is your favorite movie? Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad for me oh, um, okay. because I have one in particular that I always kind of. Oh, say that's that. good. 2001 a space odyssey really and okay yeah. and why is that your favorite is um, there a certain thing it's just it's so of course it's iconic i mean everybody's like parodied it and it's just it, it's ubiquitous like all the references to it everywhere but you know when i was like a kid watching like sesame street i remember once they had like the letter a and they played that music and it was shaking oh. like, what is this it was so odd and when i finally watched the film i mean obviously i like love stanley Cooper. yeah like everyone does but, um, but it's just the work of genius. I mean, it's it's like when you look at the effects in there, you're you're like, this was made in like the six seventies, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard to imagine that a lot of the effects still hold up, and just the control that he has. The um, you know, I know some people find it slow and and like painful, but it's just it's one of those things that it transcends like film to me. It's it's something yeah. you can. You know, like how music, you don't get tired of just hearing the same thing over and over. You can, I can watch this movie over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's really great. That's kind of cool. It is. It's, it's very cool. It's interesting that it was, you know, 2001 and man, we've passed that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you have been awesome to have on today. I'm so glad you came to talk to me. And, you know, please come back. Anything you have going on, if you have a new film coming out or um, you want to just chat, let me know. I'd love to have you back. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for having me. And I've enjoyed some of your other um your other episodes because i think you ask good questions and and you're very it's easy to talk to you basically. oh thank you i i love just talking to people it's especially one-on-one -on because -one we can learn so much and um if people that are coming and becoming a filmmaker learn anything at all that like inspires them and then I, you know i've set out to do what i want to do because the whole idea is to just share information have some cool conversations so <laughs> That's great. Thank Thanks you. Time. Thank you so much. And I hope you come back and I'll see you on uh, LinkedIn. Okay, cool. Yes. Have a great Thank day. You so Thanks. Bye-bye. You too. Movie Making with Renelle Golden is brought to you by Samira Entertainment, supporting indie films and the filmmakers who create them. Stop by their website to learn more. www.samiraentertainment.com that's www.sameraentertainment.com. You've been listening to Movie Making with Renelle Golden. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we bring you the people who make movies you love. Got a topic about filmmaking you want to hear on our podcast? 
send us an email at moviemakingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.